Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And today, we're bringing back on a friend of ours. I know a friend of many of you all, uh, Pastor Jason Allegood. Jason is the pastor, the lead pastor, the senior pastor, the preaching pastor. We know those titles don't mean a whole lot, right? But he is the main preaching pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Illinois. Now, Peoria is, um, how would you describe Peoria? How how would you describe it? Peoria is on the way to nowhere. Okay. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, my friends are like, hey, I'm going to go to Chicago. I'll swing by. I'm like, it's not swinging by. (laughs) It's funny. People say that. They're like, hey, I'm going to come see you. And they find out we're like 45 minutes to an hour away. They're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. And we're two and a half hours away. I mean, it's, it's probably a good 50 minute swing out of your way to on your way to Chicago. So uh, maybe even longer, but yeah, it's, it's a city of about 400,000 people in the metro area, about 150,000 in the city proper. And so a lot of people, it's a good Midwest city. Yeah, man. On a river as typical. When when, when are you going to invite me to come back down? Hey man, uh, the door is open. Okay, bro. that's not what an I need to do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need the doggy door. I know I could fit through yeah, it, but yeah, I don't need the yeah, doggy yeah. door invitation. <laughs> I need like the hey man, let's meet up and get some fried chicken. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's it, let's put it on the calendar after we're done here. Speaking of speaking of doggy doors and dogs, as is always when you record with me, my dogs are down in the basement with me here. So if they bark or Good. do any movement, <laughs> keeping it real. I like it. That's right. That's right. Now you got plans. Uh, this is dropping on Thanksgiving Day. So happy Thanksgiving to okay. you. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Uh, yeah. Do you guys do like a, an annual Thanksgiving feast of some sort? Yeah, and it always changes a little bit, you know, whether we're traveling or people are coming to see us. So this year is the first year we've got married kids coming home to see us. So our son Jonah lives in St. Louis. Uh, his wife Madeline, they're going to come up. Uh, my daughter Aubrey is married to Tucker, and they just live a couple minutes down the street, but they're coming over. And then um, uh, our our daughter Karis lives with us, and her fiance Trevor will be coming over. And then my sister Tara and her son Daniel live in St. Louis, and they're coming up. So it'll be a full house, man. What about you guys? Very cool. Yeah, I mean, we're the we're sort of like the hub where everybody comes for the Thanksgiving. And over the years, we frequently we used to have like thirty people um, in our house wow. for Thanksgiving, and now we're down to I think around fifteen. Um, okay. And so it's much more manageable. That's used to that's be, still a good crowd. <laughs> used to be pretty nutty, but uh, yeah. and because like I would not only and we have lots of all family would come over. Um, and they bring their kids and everything. But then, like, if I know that somebody's at church and they don't have anywhere to go on Thanksgiving, I'm like, well, guess where you're coming? You know, you're going to be coming to, yeah, that's coming great. to our place. I invited that's this good. guy in. He was uh, he was new to Redeemer and haven't laid a lot of struggles. And uh, hmm. and so I was like, well, come on over to my place for Thanksgiving. Right? He showed up at church uh, completely intoxicated one day. Um, but he loved the service, you know. <laughs> I've gotten a few drunken praises before uh, on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, sure you have as well. Uh, yes. There in Peoria. So this guy comes in and it's all like, come to my place. And in fact, you know what? It might have been Christmas. It might not have been Thanksgiving. I forget. But anyways, we invite him over. And uh, so he's there with us for the whole day. And uh, I think about a week later, he went to prison. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Guy had a, he had some, yeah. he had some struggles, man. He was going through it, but, yeah. but I just, sure. uh, I really just, I, you feel for people. They don't have somewhere to go and we have something going on. Absolutely. So let's bring them oh, in. I love that, man. That's really good. 
Yeah, for sure. Hey, by the way, I like the new video intro, the smoke and. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if it works. I uh, I, fancy. Yeah, I, uh, I tried it. Uh, I tried it. I, I had Dean Lentini on recently, and I did it, and I couldn't get the video audio to sync up properly, so I just threw the whole thing out for video. Yeah. But we're gonna try again. We'll try again with. Yeah. Uh, Dean with, Dean of the Olive. Yes. Did you see he's changed the name? <laughs> I know. I know. He changed it. <laughs> but it he, it will always be the Olive. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be the Olive. If I was him, man, I'd have T-shirts with an olive on it uh yeah I, yeah, yeah just embrace yeah. that you know tell you what dean if you're listening i'm not gonna buy an underdog theology t-shirt i'm just i don't buy lots of t-shirts <laughs> but i will buy an olive t-shirt you design a cool t-shirt. olive t-shirt i'm all over that i will support your That's podcast so for funny that. man i love it if you don't I know dean it. lentini he's a he's a pastor uh he's a live streamer youtube guy and uh, his theo live was the name of his channel uh but you know those those words were kind of close together on the banner so it looks like the olive and uh so people just kind of ran with it i just jumped onto that bandwagon myself so it's pretty fun yeah that was good well i wanted to bring you on because it's thanksgiving and you know some people are gonna listen to this uh you know early in the morning on thanksgiving maybe while they're getting ready for people to come over or maybe afterwards and maybe they just had uh, a a really difficult thanksgiving because the holidays are not easy for everybody you know and i know that's right you know i'm going through stuff you're going through stuff we were just talking before like things that make life hard and that's Right. That's true for everybody, right? Some seasons are harder than others. And by seasons, I don't just mean like Christmas or fall. I mean like seasons of life can be difficult. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about Thanksgiving and we want to get to the heart of what thankfulness is all about, it's really important because it's easy to conflate a holiday with the word and then throw out the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like Christmas, people are like, oh, yeah. Christmas, it's materialistic, it's gross, it's commercialism, we throw it all out. And it's like, well, there's, but there's something beautiful in there. And when, mm-hmm. when it comes to Thanksgiving, I mean, Christian theologians have said for centuries that, that Thanksgiving is like at the core of Christian ethics. So I thought, yeah. why don't, why don't, why don't uh, I bring on my man, the PhD, the good doctor, <laughs> Dr. Allegood, I presume, and uh, see what you think. Like, how, what is Thanksgiving? essentially what is Mm -hmm. or gratitude Mm -hmm. to use a synonym perhaps Mm -hmm. and why Mm -hmm. is it such an important part of the christian faith yeah i um think to begin with it's a recognition of something or someone outside of myself um granting me something and i think in the christian life a recognition of that that is undeserved and and i know sometimes people maybe harp too hard on the undeserving type uh, side of things. But um, in in reality, it's a recognition of God um, having done something for us. And and we think, of course, about the salvation aspect of things that God has rescued us and um, put us in right standing with him through the perfect life of Jesus, his death, his resurrection, his atonement on our behalf, um, so that we are reconciled to God rightly and uh, he's sanctifying us. And, and you know, I think about uh, that passage in James, every good and mm-hmm. perfect gift comes from God. And um, so we as Christians especially ought to be thankful and have gratitude um, because, uh, you know, as James goes on to say there, he's unchanging. And so therefore that gratitude is an expression of um, we trust in God's character that he is a good and gracious and merciful God. And so then we begin to look at the ways in which he has blessed us uh, throughout um, our uh, lives, perhaps. And 
yeah, it, 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 I think it adjusts our attitude um, as well because, yeah, you and I are talking about things we're going through. And if we don't sort of, um, if we don't enter into thankfulness, it can be really easy to become bitter. Um, and so even just saying these things out loud right now is helping my heart. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's good, man, because. Yeah, I like I like synonyms. I love a good definition. In fact, by the way, uh, pastors, uh, give your people good definitions when you're preaching. Uh, it's really yes. helpful to them. And uh, I'll take a complex theological uh, concept and I'll read and be very familiar with the the classic definitions. But what I'll try to mm-hmm. do is I'll work very hard to give our people uh, the Joe de- definition, the Pastor Joe definition. Like, here's what it is. Here's what you can, you know, hold on to for for this part of the message or for this particular series while we're referencing all these other things. So, giving definitions is good, but I also like synonyms, right? So, like thankfulness. Well, what is thankfulness? Well, it's uh, gratitude is is a synonym, right? It's a mm-hmm. or appreciation, right? It's an expression of appreciation for something given or something received, right? Uh, something experienced, and like you said, this goes uh, into the most profound gifts of God that we receive through Christ, as well as to every good gift in life, right? Whether that's the, the, the that fried chicken that we got, that Tennessee, to that Nashville hot fried chicken. I know I talk about it every time because... Spicy fried every time, oh man. Oh <laughs> so good, dude. Oh, I think is, about, I'm, so, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> so it's an expression of appreciation, gratitude, and it, why, do, why do theologians say that it really exists at the heart of ethics, of Christian ethics, or, or, do you, or is the foundation of Christian ethics? Do you agree with that sentiment? Do you think that it's a fair way of, of, of talking about it? Yeah, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure I've ever heard that, or if, it's, if I have, it's been a long time ago. So um, I, I would love to hear you kind of explain what you've heard. I, I mean, I don't disagree with it. I'm just curious about the connection there um, in, in regard to ethics. I Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, the the thing. Hey, Joe. Just because I have a PhD doesn't mean I know everything. <laughs> no, no, but you're gonna know a lot more than me. So um, I, don't have a, I have a post hole digger. That's what I have. Um, yeah. I don't have a PhD. I literally bought a post hole digger. Uh, in fact, I, I did just buy one. I should say that I have a PhD. Yeah. There you go. I could say that now. It's, it's been granted to you, mm. and not even honorarily. You paid for no, it. No, I actually, so. I did the work. I used that PhD. <laughs> I mean, I, I can, I can think of guys that are doctors. Uh, yeah, that's right. Ooh, it's not really the same thing as somebody who's earned a real PhD. But anyway, um, yeah. so like gratitude as the as a foundation of of Christian ethics, meaning that there is, I guess, there's like there's like two ways we think about. Um, obedience to the Lord, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think it was Goodwin. Um, it's been a while. I think it was Goodwin who yeah. said something like, to glorify God, uh, glorifying God and thankfulness are related, but they're distinct, right? They're not the same thing. And he's coming out of uh, uh, like Romans here, uh, where it says they did not honor or glorify God mm-hmm. or give him mm-hmm. thanks, right? Two or things, thanks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he he talks about and this again. This is it's Joe good. Joe summary here, um, but he talked about yeah. like uh, to glorify God is to recognize His right. It's to recognize His place. Mm-hmm. You are the Lord God Almighty, who is and was and is to come. You are eternal, uh, a spirit infinite, eternal and unchangeable in your being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Right, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You are our Creator. And we are the creature. Therefore, we owe you ourselves, our yeah. lives, everything. Yeah. So to yeah. honor God is to render to him what he is due, what is due to due. him. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
But thankfulness is, so you will obey him out of thankfulness as well, though. So it's like, so the motive to do that, right? So right. Okay. we don't yeah. just do it because we yeah. hate God by nature. We are lost. Right. Uh, at least we hate yeah. the, the God of, you know, the fully revealed God until mm-hmm. until we're regenerated. So um, I, I think he was arguing something like that gratitude or thankfulness is a, is a, is an appreciation of God that renders obedience to God because he has been merciful to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not paying God back. It's, yeah. it's not that I know when I was a, when I was a young Christian, there was a band, a Christian rock band, two names. I can't remember, but they, they had a patch that said he died for me. So I will live for him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate what you're going for there, but Get it kind of sentiment. Yeah. Kind of sounds like you're, <laughs> Paying God back, yeah, uh, and that's not what was it that is. White Heart? No, it wasn't White Heart, but I did go to a few White Heart conferences. But it was something. It was like I want to say Key and Peel, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Key and Peel. Oh, DeGarmo and Key. That's who it was. <laughs> I said <laughs> Key and Peel, and you got the you got DeGarmo. Yeah, so great. Yeah, man. So I think that, I think no, that I get it. the idea. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So it's kind of like the guilt, grace, gratitude thing. Um, I I render to God because He is due that. Um, but it's from a place of recognizing what he has done for me. He has actually enabled me to live ethically. So if we're going to go back to that word ethically, right. but it's not in repayment. Yeah. It's not earning anything, but it's done out of love and gratitude for him. Yeah, I like that. I, I hadn't yeah. really thought about that, I, you know, in regard to, like you said, ethics. I like that. Well, it's what happens when you, you know, go to a degree mill and uh you know you show up like once a year you have some talks you kick off your shoes you have some talks yeah yeah you don't have to write papers or anything or do any research (laughs) just chill out and smoke spurgeon cigars and then they just give you a yeah a degree uh no i do i do love that It, it is funny because um like i've known phds like yourself that i think are like really sharp really brilliant and i i just i learned so much and uh and then i've had phds uh, who are not very sharp. It like mm. it doesn't it doesn't automatically confer wisdom on a person. Um, sure, it's a lot of work. If it's a if it's a real yeah. you know typical real. doctoral program, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot but of work. Even because people do a lot of work and they they manage to get through, it doesn't automatically mean that they are brilliant. Um, but but yeah. thankfully, like the so many of the people that I've met, um, have, because they're the PhD allows you to specialize in something in a sense, right? right. To really really yeah. focus in and bring out things that haven't been as covered covered as much or covered at all uh, before. So I, I I love that, but. Um, so yeah, I don't, I know I know PhDs don't yeah. know everything. No, but I mean part of it too just to just to kind of you know respond to that is that a good person who has gone through schooling recognizes they don't know everything, right? And they yeah. have to humble humble themselves and and be a learner, continue to be a yeah. learner. I mean, uh, if if you know, you can't see it in this shot. Well, you can a little bit. All these books behind I haven't read most of those books. Any I, of them, yeah. You know, they they've been they've been given to me by people or you know, I've bought some of them, but I have all of Charnock's works now yeah you know and and man i can't wait to dive into those you know but then there's um i'm let's bring it back around i'm thankful to have a library yeah man (laughs) and to keep learning you know so a a good a good library it's always funny like people people like i have some books over here and usually young people are like have you read all these books and i'm like no no um if there's sets probably not uh i've probably read some of them and yeah. so uh, I'll say like pick a pick one of those green volumes out, but for some reason they usually pick like volume three 
or volume six, which I've mm-hmm. read. This is out of Owen's yeah. 16 volumes. And I'm like, yeah, Owen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, that that's on the, on the Trinity. And, and this is what, you know, and okay, that's on the death of death. And uh, I said, but I haven't read, I read three of them out of 16. I've referenced, right. I've referenced a few of them as well, but like, no, yeah. I haven't read that stuff. Yeah. It's just too much. No, not enough time, but I want to. My favorite, my favorite response is um, if someone says, have you read all these? My response, I learned from a friend named Joel Wood, some of them twice. <laughs> Not a lie. Yeah, not, not a lie. lie. <laughs> is it misleading? You know, well, we'll let the, we'll, we'll, God will tell us later. You know, yeah. <laughs> some of them twice. Yeah, that's really good. So going back, going back to, to thankfulness, um, if if we do see it in some way, right, as as essential to the Christian faith, yeah. like Scripture obviously yeah. uh, calls for uh, the attitude of gratitude, right? Thankfulness, yeah. the expression of appreciation uh, throughout Old and New Testaments, and and the rejection of it seems to be connected to idolatry, right? Um, out of yes. Romans. Yeah. So why? What is it that gets in the way of gratitude? What do you mm. think? I mean, we could just say sin, idolatry, but like in, in, mm-hmm. in the real world, when you're leading people, pastoring people, or just looking at yourself, mm-hmm. what seems to be something, because there are many things, but in your experience, what, are, what seems to be something that is fairly adept at uh, throwing a bucket of water on thankfulness? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, it seems silly to say, um, but not recognizing or not, or, or, or somehow, I guess this is where this idolatry thing comes in the covetousness, you know, uh, I don't have, therefore I'm not going to be grateful for what I do have. So yeah. I'm looking at something. It, it is the tendency, I think, to say, if I only had this, right, I would be complete. Um, so discontentment, and, and again, right? Discontentment, as, a, as, as a principle, yeah, is a, good, a big one. Yeah, better, better word. Yeah, that's right. Um, discontentment, um, and um, yeah, I think as well, um, probably pride. You know, l- putting ourselves above God. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, when we're saying thank you or having gratitude or or worshiping God, we're saying, as you mentioned earlier, I'm the creature, you're the creator. Yeah. And so, um, you know, pride, I think, really uh, interrupts thankfulness as well. Um, I think forgetfulness, maybe. Ooh, that's good. There's another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. You know, just not recalling. So why do we have the spiritual disciplines? It's it's not just to check a box so we can say to God, see, I did what I what you have asked me to do or whatever it's it's a reminder to us it's a it's a recalling the goodness of god and if we're not in the practice of preaching truth to ourselves or we forget yeah and um that's really good you know, think about the children children of israel you know and you know uh, man we're kind of sick of this bread well at least you have bread you know <laughs> so there um, is um in uh i i i like field notes these uh mm-hmm. these little pocket journals and um, there's a there's a, a quote associated with them, uh, and I don't have my glasses on, so it's really hard to read. So forget that. But the quote is something along the lines of, "I'm not writing it down to remember it later. I'm writing it down to remember it now." Something yeah. like that. It's 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 sort of a strange, yeah. I don't know, esoteric or something, sort of a thing. But it's good, yeah. right? Like scripture 
is a constant reminder. We said, they, like you said, mm-hmm. Israel sets up these monuments, right? These, uh, these mm-hmm. stones to, to remember. And I, I like that. I think forgetfulness is, is a big one. So you mentioned pride, right? As sort of like a, a core problem. Because I always associate thankfulness and gratitude with humility, right? It's like, right. oh, it is, um, wow. Because you, you can be grateful for your pay. You can be thankful for your, for mm-hmm. your pay, even though you've earned it. You worked hard, mm-hmm. you worked hard, point. you worked for the Lord. And so when you get paid, you're like, yeah, I had that coming, but you're grateful. I have a job. I have an employer yes. who pays me a wage. You can, be, you can still be grateful even if you've earned it. So it's humility, I think, is a part of it. So pride would be like this core idea that really gets in the way that leads into all kinds of idolatry. Forgetfulness I like as well because, I mean, just we're so distracted. And, um, mm-hmm. and if uh, this is why prayer journals are so good. Uh, some of the best times in my wife and I, my wife and my prayer life uh, have been the prayer journal that we used to keep. And it's like yeah, you know, requests in, in black and then answers in red. And we could go back and see all these things that, that God had done. Remembering is important. And, but you also mentioned the first thing you mentioned was like like a discontentment and i think practically that's probably the most practical uh immediate thing that gets in the way comparison right like uh, the old saying comparison is the thief of joy um yeah and and that i mean that reflects uh, a biblical principle because if you're constantly comparing yourself to others or comparing what you have to what others have then yeah you you will be discontent you will be frustrated because maybe they have what you want maybe they have what you need not just what mm-hmm. you want and you don't have what you need but they have it and then maybe like right. think like well, they have what they they have what i need and they don't even deserve it because they're total jerks and uh, they're awful terrible people or the wicked are prospering you see this in the psalms psalm the wick, 73 right? that's my favorite song and like i, I all i i almost said this is all a waste of time if mm-hmm. i would have thought that way i would have been less than human thinking like an animal but i walked into the sanctuary of god remembered remembrance yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think those are those are those are really good and our, our culture yeah. just like feeds into that right with materialism every commercial every ad is feeding the ego yeah. and telling us you know you know what yeah. we telling us what we need and it's aggregated in our feeds now too you know it's yeah. like i look at guitar center one time and it's like i get all these ads for guitars and you know all <laughs> Like, hey, get this sale. It's really big. Yeah. I was thinking every time I think about thankfulness, I think about Philippians uh, 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I yeah. think we skip that a lot. Yeah. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I was just looking at the Greek and looking at uh, Badag and the word order in that lexicon. And the third one down in their you know, rendering of this word is the observance and elements of the Eucharist. And uh, that just hit me as I was thinking about the forgetfulness thing, yeah. like, man, we practice, um, I know you guys do it weekly. We do it monthly. I wish we did it weekly, the Lord's table. And that's what that's there for. And it, not only, but it is a, yeah. a remembrance, uh, a time of thankfulness where I'm, my heart and mind are adjusted um, back up underneath the gospel, you know. I'll tell you what about about practicing the Lord's Supper weekly. We did it monthly because um, mm-hmm. that was just always, that was the tradition that I came from, that most of our people came sure. from. And so we began to educate them. The elders decided we need to do this and we 
we're all on the same page. So we began educating, teaching. Here's where we're, go here's where we're going. And we had a few people that were nervous, like, mm, what if it's mm -hmm. going to lose its uniqueness or its specialness? Mm -hmm. um, and I explained, like, listen, while some of it will be the same, it'll be presented in a different way every week. Like, I'll use a different scripture right. passage. There'll be a little exhortation there. Um, and that's probably the most consistently praised thing in our uh, service. Our, the people just yeah. like, I'm so glad we do the Lord's Supper every week. They, they really appreciate it. Okay, so the passage that you mentioned in Philippians 4, right um pray like i'm going to simplify it pray with thanksgiving yes how can you pray with thanksgiving before god has given you the answer how does thanksgiving mm -hmm. work there mm -hmm. yeah i think as i mentioned just a moment ago i think it adjusts our heart into the right place of recognizing who god is uh, at the beginning um he is a I, was, I think i mentioned this last time i was on the show psalm 119 you know, he is good and does good. Like, man, I'm, I might be moved to tears here, Joe. I just, that has been resonating in my heart um, these past few weeks after preaching that, that that is, that is a quality of God because God is, when we, we believe in the simplicity of God, God is good. There is nothing outside of God that can be measured, um, that measures his goodness. He is the very definition of good. And, and not only is he good, he does good. And so I'm adjusting my heart because I'm not coming to God with just, um, uh, just anything here. It's an ang anxiousness in my heart um, that, that I'm bringing to him. And, and by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I'm, I'm beginning with this idea of God is good and he, he is, he does good. And so um, thankfulness adjusts my heart because w what am I thanking him for? I'm thanking him for my anxiety. I'm thanking him mm. for the troubled waters through which I'm walking, which is in the same passage in Psalm 119. Um, he talks about, you know, being afflicted. And, and in the next passage, he says, you know, it was it was good that I was afflicted. Mm. Um, and, and you still love me in the midst of this, you know. Um, and I think if I could get on a little bit of a soapbox here for a minute, I think as Americans, we are just unfamiliar with um, persecution. We're unfamiliar yeah. with um, anxieties to the degree that our brothers and sisters around the world experience that. And so um, we are shocked by that, <laughs> you know, when, when, when persecution, and I'm not talking about the church being persecuted necessarily, but I'm talking about just when, when hardships come, I think we're shocked by that because we live typically such a life of ease. And so why would I want to be thankful for that? And yet the Bible continually, God through his revelation continually tells us to be thankful. I mean, there's so many passages that couple these two things together, you know, not only Philippians for uh, six, but, you know, um, Colossians four, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, first Titus, uh, I'm first Titus, first Timothy two, one, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the thanksgivings be made for all people. And it's just, it's always coupled with that. So I think that's, uh, that's helpful because I mean, really what you're, I mean, one of the, one way to one way to sort of put an umbrella statement over everything that you just said is, uh, you can't be. Th I'm going to say it. Now, I'm going to say it better. I'm going to say it better. <laughs> if you really want to learn and practice gratitude and thankfulness, then you must be a good theologian. 
Mm. Right. Because, mm. it, yeah. Uh, what are we thankful for before God answers? Like you said, because he is good, because he hears, mm -hmm. because he listens, mm -hmm. because he cares, because yeah. he's present. And yep. no matter what he decides to do, we know like a good father, his motives are pure. Like yeah. he'll do things for the right reasons. He'll do things that are best for us. And even if it's painful, we know that somehow it works together for our good. Like, mm -hmm. like there's so much to be grateful for to like, just to know, like we do not have some capricious, weird God who's going to fly off the handle. And, and like, listen, how many other gods have people worshiped where like you had to be afraid that they're going to blow their stack and just like destroy you because right. you, you misstepped. That's not God. He's patient. Yeah. He's long suffering. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, I think that's really good. I think, I think the idea of, of remembrance is, is key because mm. you're, you know, talked about forgetfulness being the problem. So remembrance then is going to be the solution to that. And it, and it, it's being able to recall who God is and, and what he has done. Right. And so mm -hmm. that means, I think foundationally, we need to do that with scripture. Who is God and what has he done? We bring those mm -hmm. things to mind because this God has revealed himself to us and he has saved us through his son, Jesus Christ. So there is like the heart of our Christian thankfulness. Um, but then we should also, you know, remember who God is and what he has done in our lives, like, like in throughout church history, uh, in, in mm -hmm. my life, I, I should be able great. to look back and say, like, look at all that God has done. You know, think, I think about the desires that I had, like the most intense desires that I had, most of them, God has given them to me when I had no business ever receiving them. Mm -hmm. And not just because I'm a sinner. I mean, for other reasons as well, I wanted so badly to go to Moody. Do you remember when mm -hmm. you were applying to Moody? Did, yeah. what, did you think you were just going to get in? Were you one of those guys? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, no. I was like, ooh. So I I, yeah. I applied and then they said they said no to me. Okay. They said, you know, you graduated second to last in your class. Nah, we don't know if you can read. Go to community college <laughs> and see if you get A's basically, then you can come in. Because yeah. my references were good. And uh, yeah. so I went to community college and like Adam Carolla said, that's just high school with ashtrays. At least it was back in yeah. back in the day. <laughs> So I, I did fine and then I got in, but I, I so wanted to get in so badly. Yeah. And yeah let me get in. Yeah. And then and yeah. I, I, oh, again and again, these things that I desperately wanted, not all of them because God's plans yeah. are not my plans. Boy, I, yeah. I met, I met who would be my wife and I wanted her more than I wanted yeah. anything right in this world. Yeah. Yeah. And then God yeah. brought us together. Yeah. Like, so being able to go back and so recall, good. and then when you don't get what you want, when God says no, when you're praying yeah. for a significant person to come into your life or a child uh, or for mm -hmm. health or deliverance or provision, and God says no for whatever reason, mm -hmm. when when God brings you through that, you're not just remembering, oh, I didn't get. What you do remember is what I did get when I didn't get it. Like, I, okay, so I didn't yeah. get what I asked for, but what did God provide? What did God yes. supply? And he always yeah. supplies grace. That's the thing. Yeah. He may not give you the precise thing that you want, but as a sinner, every mm -hmm. prayer is essentially a pleading for grace and he's giving us that. And yeah. so like yeah. the remembering, recalling thing, writing it down is probably a, a, a good way for us to grow in the habit of thankfulness. And maybe that's something that we could, yeah. we could sort of like wind it down with this. How, how can we grow with mm -hmm. uh, thankful hearts? You know, so I mean, we, we've, we've talked about some of it, so maybe we can just put some finer yeah. bullet points on it. What can people be doing to grow yeah. thankful hearts that are humble rather than discontent, grumbling hearts because of all the things we didn't get. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think we've mentioned some things already. I just want to be careful that we don't 
become legalistic about it, yeah. but journaling certainly is super helpful. Yeah. Um, it's a writing tool. down. It's a, yeah, tool. it's a tool. Not for That's everybody. Right. Yeah. Try right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a, give it a shot. That's right. Yeah. I think even, you know, I was just thinking about uh, this Thursday and it seems cheesy, but just sitting around the Thanksgiving table and, and, and naming, what are you thankful for? Give me one thing this last year you're thankful for. Man, I remember, Joe, this um, this just blows me away. Um, there was a husband and wife in one of our former churches um, who the husband was um, adulterous. And it came out, and it was really messy and really hard and really scary and very terrible and everything. And remember like three or four years down the road, his wife talking about how she was thankful about that. Mm. Man, you talk about gospel upside down reality you know um and of course in one sense she wished it would have never have happened but she said our marriage is so much stronger now and and by saying that of course we're not saying hey guys go out and commit adultery it's gonna make your marriage stronger but how she could see the goodness of god in uncovering this sin in her husband's life and and how it could have torn him apart yeah. You know, I mean, that's a that's an outcome. It could have been that. But how God used that to knit their hearts together closer. His, you know, of course, he was he had to be repentant. He had to be yeah. humbled in that. But just her, her her ability to say she was thankful for that afterwards, you know, is just um, an amazing reality of God's grace and, and the gospel. And, um, yeah, one thing that sticks out in my mind about conversations we've had in the past. This is a long time ago. This stuck out in my mind, Joe, about you. Um, the very thing you just said, which was your thankfulness for your wife. Mm. Um, we, we were having a conversation over barbecue in, in Bloomington. And um, and you just expressed a thankfulness for God's grace in giving you your wife. And that just has always stood out to me. And, of course, I feel the same way about my wife. But to hear you express that, man, um, I just want you to know that's been an encouragement to me. So I think to say being able to share that with brothers and sisters like, just even expressing that to one another. Like, let me tell you how God's been good to me. I think that's another means by which we can express gratitude and have remembrance. And yeah. So that's good because, uh, and thank you. Um, That's, that's helpful because people think like, well, I want to be humble. How do I, how do I, how can I be humble? Oh, uh, be humble. Like, yeah, do it. (laughs) Like the church fathers yeah. talked about the practice, right? If I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. right? You, you practice it, right? So you yes. you're not faking it. You're you're by God's right. grace, you're attempting. You're so yeah. One of the things to do is okay. So take the opportunity to express thankfulness to share with people what you're grateful for, yeah. because that does it strengthens gratitude in you by by reinforcing this perspective. But then mm-hmm. then it helps them. It helps them to go like, yes. oh wow. That guy just, he, look, that th- his his attitude, his heart, like he's, you know, I know what's going on in his life, but he's yeah. focusing on these things, or, 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 or at least these things are not lost. They're not eclipsed yeah. by the hardships. Because the yeah. hardships, those things are so close to us, right? Mm-hmm. If something's close mm-hmm. to you, you can't really see around it. Yes. But, yeah. but it's like gratitude, like moves those things to the side. They're still in frame. You still see those hardships, but now you're able mm-hmm. to see all of these other realities that, that, mm-hmm. that are in many cases, much bigger than the affliction. The affliction is just, it appears bigger because it's so close to our face. Yeah. It, it, so it eclipses the sun, but like, but the sun is so much bigger. And I think that, yeah. that that's good. Like expressing. So a journal is, is a helpful thing. Write down. Listen, Oprah Winfrey won, made, I think, millions of dollars pushing gratitude journals, 
Okay, I don't remember yeah. this back in the day. I don't. And but it's that's uh, funny. <laughs> because you didn't watch daytime TV like 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 the rest of us ladies. But um, but there 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 is a that's a good basic human quality to yeah. be grateful yeah. for the things that you receive in life. And so she was tapping into something that, of course really the Bible has everything to say about like we, the, the Christian faith owns that, right? Like that's, that's really yes. our thing. Yeah. And so writing it down, like just doesn't, doesn't have to be anything. Just write down the things you're thankful for. Uh, talk about it when you are grateful, verbalize it in prayer, but also yes. in person, right? With other people. I think that's yeah. really good because you're going to then yeah. leverage other people. I, so I, I think that, um, that along the lines of like, so trying, right? So you're, you're, you're practicing it. Um, I, I think corporate worship uh, is, mm -hmm. I think it's, it is one of the most essential things that we can do to cultivate gratitude. If we're at a church where corporate worship is fundamentally about God's grace in his son, Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, yes. And I can, I can tell you, and I know you can, you can say the same thing. The people in our churches, the people in my church that I know who are suffering at the deepest, most profound life ending levels are more grateful to God than anybody else I know. Yeah. At the most yeah. profound Absolutely. level of suffering. Um, yeah. I have a friend who she, I mean, the doctors would say she maybe has a week at this point. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and she just had a celebration of life party mm. that, uh, that everybody could come and hang out and just celebrate. She's like, I don't Love want that. there to be a celebration of life when I'm gone. I want to be here for it. Let's do this thing. <laughs> But these are people who like are truly grateful and what they'll say is they're so great. And every time they're so grateful for the service, right? Whether it's the sermon or the songs or whatever it is, they're really grateful for the, the, the constant harping on the love of God and the sacrifice of Jesus for sinners. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I just think if you get that at the heart level, at, at, at the at the center, right? Like, okay, so this is the most profound thing. It then orients you like, wow, if God has given us this, how much, how will he not also give us all these other things, right? It's like- uh, Exactly. Like he's, he's yeah. given us the most dramatic, most big, huge, it's, so this is not mm -hmm. hard for God to do. And we know he's our father. Yeah. We've been adopted. So yeah. we know how he feels about us. Yeah. I think worship will be in that mix for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well- Having our perspective adjusted by Scripture uh, in regard to eternity and what awaits us, you know, thinking about Paul's expression of these light and momentary afflictions uh, far out, are far outweighed by the glory, um, and and just um, because I think we we can easily find ourselves struggling through times of affliction and struggling to be thankful. But I think to say, you know, because of Christ, because of his righteousness, mm. um, because of his resurrection, I'm going to experience that as well. And it, it refocuses my temporal perspective to the eternal. Um, because really, um, when you're facing something like your friend is facing, I mean, what, what else, what else is there? Right. You know, well, and, and you know, it doesn't, there's a week left, you know, and it, and it doesn't, um, I think I think people think that we're trying to say like, oh, listen, your suffering's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, it's right, like yeah. it's, it's it's nothing compared yeah. to eternity. It's nothing. We're not saying that. We're saying that eternity is so big that it makes this big awful thing in your life manageable. 
right? It, it puts it in perspective. So no, listen, your suffering's real. Your suffering hurts. I, I see people try to dismiss their suffering because it's not as bad as somebody else's. And like, well, you know, it could be worse. Well, perspective is helpful, but this is your affliction and it is painful. And so you need to recognize it. You need to own it. And uh, so like when you, like you said, when you see like the, the glory that awaits or the, or the work of God, even in the now, it doesn't push those things completely out of the picture. It just puts them in a better context so that they make more sense. And yeah, that, that gives us a grateful heart, right? Last thing that I'll, I'll say uh, as it relates to uh, that, that I always share with people um, because it was said by Calvin, uh, it's in uh, the Institutes, but I think it's, uh, it's separated out. I, I first read it in the Golden Booklet of the True Christian Life, this really old publication of it. And he says that um, gratitude, gratitude is the thing that curbs, right? It, it curbs uh, abuse and, and misuse. It, 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 it curbs... Um, a, a dismissal of God's good gifts and it allows us gratitude allows us to appreciate all of God's gifts in their proper form. So, um, we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. It, Jay, good timing because, uh, Jason, uh, just had, what would you call it? Oh my gosh. Now he's blowing up my phone. <laughs> Jason, stop texting me, bro. Jason had a power outage. And uh, so if you're hearing all these dings, it's because he's texting me. Jason, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, listen, if you enjoyed today's uh, episode, uh, be, sure to, be sure to subscribe. You can catch us on uh, any podcatchers. You can just subscribe to Doctrine and Devotion there, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would appreciate that. You can find us on social media at Doc and Devo. And listen, now we've got somebody out here backing up with a beep. Everything's going crazy at the end of the episode. Uh, at Doc and Devo, social media. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast and then support it as well, you can go to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash all access. There you'll get devotionals five days a week through your podcast uh, player. And you will also get uh, the Banter of Truth podcast, a special podcast that Jimmy and I do every week. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.